Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you. Welcome back to Empower You Podcast. My name is Kibway Cooper, and I am so glad that you are here. Uh, Our topic for today's episode is surrounding yourself with empowered people. And our guest to discuss this topic with us is Eve Lynn Clark. Eve Lynn is the division director for the Keith Bussey School of Business and Entrepreneurial Leadership at the University of St. Francis. She is a certified educator in project-based learning and is dedicated to student experiential learning experiences as well as entrepreneurial leadership. She is the host of Tech Tank, where the USF students pitch their ideas on how to use technology to solve business problems. Evelyn serves on a variety of boards, which include the Girl Scouts of Northern Indiana, Michiana Chapter, Fort Wayne Museum of Art, as well as the Women's Entrepreneurial Opportunity Center Advisory Council at the NIC. Evelyn is a former president of the Fort Wayne Chapter of the Institute of Internal Auditors, where she currently serves on the board. She has over 25 years of audit and compliance, as well as risk management experience. She's the former AVP director of IT internal audit at a Fortune 500 financial services company and previously worked in risk and advisory services for firms Ernst & Young and KPMG LLP. Evelyn is an incredible Um, talent and resource to the University of St. Francis. And she agreed to be here and interview with us about what it means to surround yourself with empowered people. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, Evelyn, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. First of all, thank you for having me. Um, I'm originally from the East Coast um, and uh, came to the Midwest uh, for my undergraduate college uh, career in education, uh, academic education. Um, I guess it was here that I established some really good friendships and relationships when I got here uh, to the Midwest. And um, I even met my spouse here, believe it or not. He's from Brooklyn, but I met him here. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. Uh, for many years, um, I worked in technology as a technology auditor and consultant, several big four firms, and traveled, worked extremely hard, kind of developed my craft and established my credibility um, to be successful in what is considered a dominant uh, male field. So I worked really hard. If there was something I didn't know, I researched it and studied it, even if it was the night before, so that I would know what it was. So. Um, so I did that for many years, and then I was later hired by a Fortune 100 company to, as an uh, assistant vice president to kind of lead their uh, IT audit function. And then I developed this, what I consider to be a very high-performing team of individuals across the, uh, the U.S. Um, and um, when you work all of those kinds of hours with people and you get to know them, you develop some relationships because... Uh, They support you in the good times and the challenging times as you support them in the good times and the challenging times. So, um, but that's kind of my background. And after that, I uh, changed my career and uh, started teaching and advising and mentoring our youth, uh, which is, uh, turns out to be something very, very rewarding for me. Uh, And also am now also leading the uh, School of Business as well as a division director. So that's a little bit. A little wow, bit that's fantastic. There, that's just a lot of uh, of experience that you have in in your field. So, 
I always think of auditing as the um, longest number crunching, want to pull all your hair out uh, um, task that you could ever do. So the fact that you did that willingly, um, you must really love numbers, right? Yeah, it's it's numbers, but I also did tech. I did technology auditing. Okay. So and consulting. So it was pretty much you kind of go into different companies and understand the type of technology that they use, and you pretty much provide advice. You know, as a consultant on things that could be done better, um, just based upon you know our experience or my experience. It's really all about helping them at the end of the day right. and plugging holes that they might have that they might not be aware that they have. So it's not as much about numbers on the technology side. It's just a, a matter of becoming very familiar with so many different types of, whether it's software, whether it's hardware, whether there are just holes or weaknesses and such. And then just and the workflow it, and things like that. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. That now that sounds a little bit more attractive. See, this is another reason why you listen to 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 intelligent people speak about what they do, because I didn't really know um, technology auditing was an actual thing. And so um, what the way that you're describing it, it sounds fun because I enjoy technology and I enjoy trying to make systems work better and streamlining processes. So that does sound fun. I still don't want to be a technology auditor, but um, that does sound really, really cool. What made you want to do that? I mean, you tell me again where you are originally from. I'm originally from Newark. So are there people in Newark that were just inspiring you to become a technology auditor, which was the beginning of your journey? How did you even get there? No, that, that's interesting because uh, my path was not a direct path, just like anything in your career. It doesn't always happen point A to point B. Right. I take a couple tangents here, and there, right? So <laughs> right. My original path was I came here for chemical engineering. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, that's why I came here. I, I wanted to be a biomed engineer. Wow. Um, and so that was the draw. It was the uh, school I attended recruited very heavily on the East Coast. And so, um, but then after a while, I realized I'm not sure if this is what I really want to do. I'm, I don't know that I'm 100% passionate about it. Um, my mom was a teacher, educator, administrator, and uh, she also thought that that was a good career for me. So right. I was kind of guided in that direction, uh, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but after I got <laughs> here, I realized uh, I was more passionate about accounting but just not too far off because it's still, you know, analytical, right. critical type thinking. Uh, so I went down that path. I got my four-year degree in accounting and, of course, after that, my MBA and so on. So, Wow. That's fantastic. That sounds... I, I love when I hear people who are very accomplished say things like, it wasn't a straight line. And that, you know, this was not my first thought about my life. And like all of those things, I believe, are so important to our growth, because uh, at least for myself, I grew up thinking that you're going to do one thing and you have to focus on that one thing and then that's going to be whatever. But it didn't happen that way. You, you start with one thing and then you deviate into other things that sound interesting and then you learn more skill sets about those. And then you find a whole different thing that you never even thought you'd be doing. And then, you know, so I just think it's interesting the, the, the way that we all have a starting idea. Um, but that's never really, um, what it ends up, what it, what it turns out to be is not what you originally planned. Um, which is, that's the truth. That is the truth. I actually went to uh, the School of the Arts. So, you know, when you talk about paths, my path did change a couple of times. I went to the School of the Arts in Jersey, and it was actually, believe it or not, I'm not sure, not sure if you're familiar with the uh, fame show that used to be on TV years ago. Yeah, I know. So I went to Arts High School, it was the School of the Arts, and uh, uh, I was an art student. So wow. and during the summers, like I said, my mom was an educator. She would send me to keep us off the streets. She would send me to different programs. And so I went to Stevens Institute of Technology. Uh, 
during the summer. They had a summer program for minorities in chemical engineering. Nice. This is where that came from. Right. So I started doing that. And then I have a, you know, I uh, was afraid I was going to be a starving artist. And then I thought, I don't know if I could do, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be successful, if I'm going to survive. So that's when I went down and said, okay, you're right. Maybe you're right. I should do chemical engineering. So I did change my path a couple times. And the thought is that you just got to keep plugging, you know, and, and find your passion. Um, everybody goes through that. So real quick, before we jump into the questions, it's not even, we haven't even gotten to the questions yet. <laughs> we're just chopping it up. Um, what kind of an artist were you? What was your medium? watercolors actually watercolors i know i know watercolors and acrylics didn't like oils um even though i you know did spend some time with that but a little bit of acrylics but i loved watercolors so do you draw also Mm -hmm. wow evelyn you just get cooler and cooler i did not know this (laughs) so just a little bit of background story. Um, Evelyn is is uh, an administrator um, over at the University of St. Francis in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, she's fantastic, and she drives an amazing car. So uh, that was the my first introduction to Evelyn. I was like, I don't know who she is, but your car is beautiful. And then I met you at a function. I think it was at Wayne High School was doing. I think it was the uh, the New Tech Academy or something. And uh, it's just been, you know, fantastic ever since. And you're just incredible. Um, So thank you again for taking the time to kind of talk about your journey uh, with us today. So my first question to you, um, because we're talking about surrounding yourself with empowered people. um, Can you define that for us? What what are friendships uh, and why are they important? How do they um, play a part in, in surrounding yourself with empowered people? You know, um, friendships are very, very special relationships, you know, with people that you trust. Um, they're authentic, you know what I mean? Um, you generally care about them. They generally care about you. Um, they're willing to tell you the truth as you are them. Um, in the good times and the not so good times and those challenging times as well. So, uh, like I said, to be perfectly honest, my friendship circle is very small. Um, I hold those people very high. Uh, it's something I don't take for granted at all. Hmm. So friendships, uh, friendships didn't mean honesty. Trust you know, someone that's authentic, that's genuine, care about you, you care about them, tell you the truth, good times, not so good times or challenging times, because we all have those, particularly today in this world that we live in. We all go through some things. So, um, you know, <laughs> that's kind of how I I defined friendships. That's awesome. I wrote down uh, honesty, trust, authentic, willing to be there through thick and thin uh, mm-hmm. and willing to challenge you. I think that is one of the the things that we don't uh, often associate with having really good friends is having friends that challenge you, having friends that don't accept from you less oh. than they know that you can be. Um, and that can come in a way of like joking or, or just kind of yeah. like you know, staying on your case about something, maybe a bad decision you made or whatever. Exactly. Um, you got to have right. friends who, who hold you accountable. Um, That's right. How do you, how do you decide, um, how do you decide who is, is, is fitting all of those metrics correctly? How do you decide who actually is going to be able to be authentic and genuine and honest and loyal and, 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 who will challenge you? How do you, how do you determine that? Especially, you know, when you're young and, and even, you know, as you get older, sometimes your own personal damage, trauma, situations, experience can, can really cloud your ability to uh, discern who's going to be a good friend and who's not. You know, it's interesting. I think friendships and friends uh, come in various different ways. I mean, you can have family members that you might consider to be 
friends, right? Family first. Um, I also believe at times people come into your life at special times. Um, and they just happen to come there. They're in your life for special purposes. Uh, and they might come to you and then they may not be that forever, ever relationship. They may uh, be gone after a while. I believe that happens. Uh, that has happened to me as well. So I believe you could have close friendships with respect to families who, like I said, they will tell you what you may not want to hear. And then there will be people who will come into your lives at special times for special purposes. I believe that wholeheartedly. And then I also believe there's people who are like-minded uh, as, as you have similar passions, similar goals um, that you might have, similar aspirations and generally want to do good generally want to do good work. Um, those are the people that I might gravitate towards. Um, I can tell you uh, when it comes to uh, people just showing up in your life at those times, I have, um, I lost my mom several years ago mm. and I was uh, trying to get home back to Jersey to, uh, to see her. And uh, I was, on a flight, but I had felt actually before I was on a flight, I was heading to the airport and I felt at that moment, there was a certain song that came on the radio and I really felt like it was the moment when I, when she passed mm. and uh, it, it was uh, like a Mariah Carey song. And I literally felt different. I felt uh, that I knew at that point I had lost her. Long story short, went, you know, went home and on my way back home, I was on a flight by myself and there wasn't supposed to be anyone scheduled to sit next to me. The seat was empty because I changed the seat when I got on the plane because I really didn't want to socialize with anybody. At the moment, I was just trying to process what happened because yeah. I knew I was going home to turn around and go back, you know, to prepare. Um, and this gentleman sat right next to me. And I kind of looked at him like, I heard my thought was, excuse me, why are you? Right. <laughs> this seat this is, is empty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The seat is empty, but I looked and he introduced himself and uh, he introduced himself. And this was years ago in a way that said, hey, I hope you don't mind if I sit here. Um, I just lost my mom. Mm. True, true story. Wow. True story. And I'm on my way back from the funeral. True story. And we sat that whole flight and talked about our moms. And we both said at the end, our, our moms are saying, yep, they both need each other at this moment, at this time, because yeah. of what we were both going through. So, I mean, you know, I, I believe that there are those situations that happen when you someone is put into your life for a reason. It may, may be temporarily. Uh, call them a friend and how you might decide to call, call them an angel, whatever you want to call them. But I do believe that people will come into your life at special times when you need them most. I'll give you one other example. Um, so I uh, was attending a, an alumni event at the college and uh, uh, with my husband and we were at dinner and we were you know just chomping it up with everybody enjoying the night. And uh, I was struggling because at that time, it was again, it was another anniversary time frame of passing of my mom, right? Right. And so so I'm I'm just kind of in my in my mind a little bit, just kind of reflecting kind of a thing. And uh was really not a hundred percent there, but was still trying to enjoy the day and not let my personal feelings impact anybody else's uh uh evening. That evening. A friend of mine, she was actually my best friend in college, showed up at this event. I hadn't seen her in 20 plus years. 20 plus years, I had not seen her. As a matter of fact, the last time I saw her was at my wedding. Wow. I believe that she had went, she majored in engineering. I believe, she, I thought she went to Michigan and we lost contact. And I had got married and we kind of just lost contact. That day, she doesn't, she said, I normally don't come to these events. My husband, and I go to those events every year. Someone called her and asked her if she wanted free tickets. She showed up and she goes, oh my Lord. It literally was something that I needed at that time, knowing that I was still, I was struggling with 
what was going on with, uh, you know, in, in, internally, you know, just kind of thinking about uh, my mom. And she knew when I asked her, I said, how are you doing? She goes, Eve, how's your mom? Is she, you know, and I was like, that was it. Oh, you know, for me. Goodness. So it was like, it oh, was my God. the right time. The right time. So I really believe that people, whether you call them friends, are put into your life at special times for special purposes when you need them, when you need them most. You know, like I said, it may not be a forever, ever, ever kind of relationship. It might be that moment. So uh, I, I apologize if I took a tangent, but I, that's my belief. That is an uh, amazing story. And I believe that is I just wrote something down. I said the ability to see you genuinely. And I think we we can create relationships around ourselves that are based on our facade. You know, they're based on our our public image. They're based on our our uh, our ego, Mm -hmm. not based off of our desire to be seen as a human being and to grow. Uh, yep. as a person. Um, that's yep. amazing. Ugh. So all of that is, is very significant for me, both of your stories, because I lost my mom a couple of years ago also. So all of that is just like, is, is very, very real for me. Um, yep. It's the, it's the, just having a stranger sit next to you say, Oh, that's just too much. That's yeah. That's it was incredible. the most comforting at that time. And it was what I needed at that time traveling by myself. Right. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so um, how do you, uh, where would you recommend um, people look for uh, empowered friends or, or good friends, real connections? Um, there are so many, you know, especially in, in today's world, you know, everything is digital, everything's virtual. And so you can really get a lot of misinformation from someone's public image um and because of that you can build entire friendships maybe even relationships based off of um based off of the ideas you have about someone uh, that are not always completely accurate Uh, so so where where do you find friends that that are honest and truth truthful and authentic and that see you genuinely like where do you, did you find that in Newark? Did you, is, where, where did you start with that? Did you always have friends that inspired you? Where were your, um, what were your connections like as you uh, progressed through your life? Cause obviously you've moved and you've done all kinds of other things. Um, what was it like in Newark? Uh, and did you have friends that, that pushed you forward? Were you kind of a loner? What was that like? Yeah, I, I had a small group of friends. Again, I, I was not, you call me a nerd or whatever, but I, I was a focused young person. Um, and I think it had a lot to do with my my parents and my upbringing. And uh, what you might not know, both my parents were ministers too, by the way. Uh, uh, wow. so I'm a PK, right? Uh-huh, so uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> we spent a lot of time in the church. So. Uh-huh. Uh, in the choir and all those types of things. Are so, you sing to Evelyn? Well, look, Evelyn. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Oh, I didn't backup. know this. That's not all you're gonna get. <laughs> okay. We're gonna um, start humming a tune. We'll see you catch on. Um, but you find those people like at your church, right? Could be at your church. Uh, it could be, uh, you might be introduced or ask for someone to make an introduction to you for uh, someone who might have similar passions or similar vision as you. Uh, it could be a colleague um, or a close friend. It's who you surround yourself with. It's, it's what you're passionate about and if you're in those circles. So you kind of have to put yourself in those circles. So if it's a certain industry that you're interested in and there's an industry group, then attend a couple of those meetings and see if you can meet some folks that uh, have same interest and passion as you. I mean, I'm a reserved person, so I'm not gonna jump out and say, hey, let's be best buds. Um, It takes a minute for me to feel comfortable. That's just me. Um, You might also find like-minded people who practice the same things that you do. It might be yoga. It might be some type of fitness, martial arts. I practice martial arts. So that's where some of my closest friends are. 
uh, at the martial arts studio uh, because they've seen me at my weakest. They've seen me being challenged uh, to try and get my, my black belts. You know, it was like, those are some tough times. And so if they could see you through that. You could, you developed some friendships over the years. Uh, yeah. So that's, you know, you could have a Bible study group or whatever. Um, but you usually find like-minded people who have similar passions, similar interests than what you have. Attend those industry groups or churches or have someone do an introduction for you. Uh, do some research. Check out some folks on LinkedIn. You know, that's an initial step, but then you kind of got to get to know people and see if it yeah. if they are who you think they are, like you said, with social media. Right. And one of the things you said was that, you know, you have found meaningful relationships when you've been occupying your purpose, when you've been doing the things that, that you uh, feel good about doing. I think that is crucial. I don't think we understand that enough, especially, um, uh, in my opinion, especially for for younger folks and for people who have not had much direction in their lives uh, prior to. And this can happen for older people, too. I know some older folks who just they just have a hard time figuring out what they want to do and who they want to be and everything like that. And I think some of that is like your upbringing, yep. your environment. But doing the things that authentically uh, make you happy, putting yourself in those environments, you'll find other people who likewise uh, enjoy those things. There's there's just no. To me, at least, I, I'm, I've always been uh, that way. It's just like, well, the more you do things that make you happy, the more you're going to meet people in That's that it. state. That's right. You know, you you have to you have to be willing to put yourself out there first. If you weren't willing to go start doing martial arts, which you didn't know anything about before, I'm guessing, unless you also did martial arts when you were a kid. You know, did you do martial arts when you were a kid? I didn't. Okay. <laughs> no, no. The reason why I started martial arts was because, and I started martial arts a little later in life, is because. Um, I was doing a lot of travel, a lot of work. So was my husband. And we wanted to make sure we did some type or had some type of a dedicated time, family time. Yeah. Is was our thought. And so we were like, we need to do something as a family because everybody's doing their own things. And so it was like, here's your choices. And so we all decided to do martial arts together. And so I, my husband went to green belt, kids went up to black belts. And then I went beyond after they stopped to my second degree. Um, but it, what that did for my kids and what it did for us as a family, it just made them, oh my gosh, more disciplined as individuals, um, in, uh, you know, and, and just being dedicated to something, it empowered them, uh, in my, in my, in my opinion, um, physically, you know, making sure they were physically fit, seeing what they can do, have someone actually physically challenge you and you being able to, um, come back on that, develop all of these awesome relationships, be very, very vulnerable at times. To me, that was the toughest. I, you know, vulnerability is a tough thing, but it's a <laughs> right? Yes. It's, it's a tough thing. And it's, it's, to me, I'm, go ahead. I was just going to say, it is so important to your strengths, though. Yes. And that's the crazy, that's the oxymoronic <laughs> thing about the whole thing. It's like, well, yep. well, how does me crying make me stronger? Because in <laughs> you crying, you now have understanding about a level of your personality and your own ability to process things that you would never have known had you yep. not allowed that emotion to move through your body. That's right. Period. That's that struggle. That's that. That's a struggle at stretching you and then having people to support you through that. Yeah. Helps your confidence, helps your endurance, you know, that process for us uh, of all of these years of doing uh, martial arts have helped, I believe, helped empowered my children and myself. I mean, for me, I always had, I'm this person who always has this image um, yes. I'm yes. Yeah. Had the pay, the spaceship when you walked in. I was like, "Who is this? Did Batman yeah. just get here?" It's <laughs> like, "Oh no 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 no." It's it's. But when one. you but when you're on the floor and you yeah. walk in on that floor, that image don't nobody care about that image. Right. I mean, it's it's a different place. You're like Eve. You're here to you know to take part 
it, it, that image has nothing to do with it. And that was good for me because it put me in some very vulnerable spaces for someone who is always tends to be guarded and protective, you know? Right. You know? And um, so those are the folks that you develop those friendships with. Because if I go back to what I said friendships are, they see you in those and they support you in those vulner- vulnerable moments. Yeah. You know, you're like, hey, Eve, you got to break these boards. And you're like, you know, <laughs> I guess I got to break these boards, you know. So, uh, you know, you put 110 in and uh, it's very challenging, very challenging, but probably some of the most rewarding experiences that I've had and some of the best friendships because they have supported me through that. Um, I tell you, for example, black belt graduation is an all day affair. It's an all day. So you come in the morning and you just gear up from forms to weapons to the whole kit and caboodle. You're exhausted at the end. And when you're at the end and we do this circle and we talk about that experience and how you feel like you've been supported, you're very vulnerable at that moment. There are no guards. Yeah. Yeah. Tired. You got war wounds. There are no guards up. You're vulnerable. And they hear people say, uh, you go around and you talk about the experience and how you have been impacted by others and how others talk about how they've been impacted by you. It's extremely, extremely rewarding. Extremely. And so for to have been able to go through that with my, like I said, with my family and then with some friends, that's, like I said, those are probably some of my closest friends because of going through all of that together and the challenges yeah yeah wow that's Mm -hmm. dope that is so dope so you talked about being guarded um and that (laughs) impacting your ability to be genuine enough to let people in now you also said previously you work in a male-dominated industry um and a lot of women right now in my opinion i feel like this is women's time in history. Not that you women have not had other time in history, but as I see the progression and the elevation of the voices of um, uh, black women and women of color, I just believe it is an incredibly prolific and important time um, to one, support uh, black women and women of color, and then also um, to, to support the emergence of, of those voices and things like that. And you talked about how in the environment that you were in, you know, you have to uh, uh, have a certain posture. You have to have a certain level of guardedness. You have to have a certain level of um, of, of hardened, you know, uh, persona because you realize the environments that you're in are not going to be conducive for the type of relationships that you're looking for. So what what was your biggest learning experience in realizing that and and regarding your environment and how to differentiate like, okay, this is an environment where I create friends. This is an environment where I execute. This is an environment where I recover. Like, how do you do that? And how do the how does your your how do your friends or your uh, your associates, whoever it is that you allow to be close to you, how do they play a role in that? Yeah, that, that's a very interesting question because that's when that circle gets smaller and smaller. Right. Because if you're, if you're really, really passionate and focused on what you want to do, those circles get smaller because you're not letting anything get in your way of achieving those goals that you have. Right. So if anybody, Oof. you know, challenges you, they're, they're falling off, you know, and so your circle's getting smaller because you are just that uh, focused, um, on making sure you at the top of your game. Uh, so yeah, the circles get small is, is what mm. I, I would say. And you got to do some major internal self-reflection and as well, and make sure that the purpose that you believe that is your purpose is the right purpose. You right. know what I mean? It's like, right. this, is this am I doing, you know? And then as a person who is a, control freak that's me um (laughs) the hardest lesson for me is that i'm not in always in control uh you know so some things happen in your life and you realize you are not in control so um you know and that's when you you know start to uh rekindle your relationship your personal relationship with god and make sure that you are where you need to be because you can you veer off you veer to the right and you veer to the left sometimes 
And in some major challenging times, you gotta you, you gotta make sure you, you know what I mean. You gotta make sure you you're you where you should be. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm, you said a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna try to unpack some of it. So, one of the things that I heard you say that is really interesting is that, you know, that's when when you're navigating all these different environments and you're and you're um, dedicating yourself, you're focused on your purpose, a lot of people are going to fall off. A lot of friends, a lot of of friends, and I say that with air quotes, um, not because they were not friends at the time, but as you you said, as far as people being in your life for seasons, some seasons have to be be over. Some seasons are just done. And so you have to move from one thing to the next. Like I... When I moved out to Fort Wayne um, in 2009, August of 2009, um, I, I, I didn't know anybody here in Fort Wayne at all. Nobody. I knew I was going to go to school and I was going to meet people there, but my whole goal was to get my degree. And so um, a lot of times when you are very, very focused on yourself, people tend to um, misconstrue what that looks like. Um, oh, well, you're being fake or you're changing or you act like this and yada, yada, yada. And, and I, and I, and I'm at this point in my life, you know, before that used to bother me a lot. I, I'm very, I grew up with a lot of family, right? I have five sisters and another brother. And uh, so I, our main focus in, in, in the household was to do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. And so if I felt like I hurt your feelings, it's my job to do unto others, which I would have someone do unto me. So I would want to try to mend that in some kind of way, shape or form. However, the misconception is that it's your job for other people to accept you. It's your job to make other people OK with being your friend or or, or being empowered. Like I have to take you with me. I have to do something that continues to earn that. And that connection and um, the hard truth about surrounding yourself with empowered people is understanding that people fall off and that those people you surround yourself with may change over time. Um, Because just like you said, some people will veer to the left and veer to the right and you don't need to go with them. That's right. That's right. It's unfortunate. And, And there are choices that we have as well. You know, it's like. Uh, unfortunately, the more focused you are, the choices you make. Um, sometimes you may not have as much time as you might have had previously for individuals that you might have before. And if they are truly a friend and they understand what you're, what you're trying to accomplish and what you're trying to do, they'll respect that. Mm. Uh, some people struggle. Some people question why you I mean I've had that I don't understand why you travel so much I mean I've had people question you know do you think that's fair to your family you know I'm like look my family and I understand why I do what I do that's all right. I have to answer to I don't have to answer to you you know what I mean so right. some, for someone to challenge me in that way that says then we're not on the same path yeah yeah. You know, you 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 are trying to discourage me from doing what I'm trying to do here. So if it means I have to travel for a short amount of time for a couple of years to get to that next step, that's what I'm doing. You can, you can support me, you can ride with, um, or you can you can step to the side, you know, unfortunately, you know. I'm I'm all about, like you said, I'm all about helping people. And I know as I get older, I have a really, really empathetic heart. I don't, haven't always been this way. Mm. Um, but I think that was probably one of the reasons that with me leaving my career, uh, that was one of the benefits of leaving my career is that I wasn't, I'm not as rigid as I used to be very rigid, didn't take anything from anybody because I was so used to having my guards up and not allowing anybody to take advantage. So I had to be on that kind of a game. Right. Uh, so it took a while for me to bring those walls down. Uh, because if you do that day in and day out, it takes a while to bring those walls down. So I today I have a more empathetic heart, a more empathetic ear. Uh, 
um, and even in my career today with students and advising and mentoring them, it goes straight here, straight here, yeah. you know, when we have conversations. So I don't mean to take you off your, uh, no, I think that's a, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great thing to, to know. Um, because I think the, the, cause I know f- f- it's, it's hard to find your tribe. It's hard to find your community. Um, and even, you know, especially being a black man um, and, and operating in a primarily white space. And then for you being a, a black woman operating in a primarily uh, white male space, it is it's a challenge to create the right relationships around yourself, because right. on the one <laughs> hand, you want to be vulnerable because human beings desire to be seen. But you also are very aware of the fact that though it may not be apparent, some folks are going to take issue with the level of excellence or achievement or vision or drive that you have. And you never know all the time who's who. And so um, discerning that and even carrying that stress can be uh, a lot, to say the least. Uh, And so being able to say, listen, this is not something I am responsible for. So I'm not going to worry about whether you get what's going on because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you understand my purpose. It doesn't matter whether you agree with the way that I'm going about my mm-hmm. own life because it's my life. Sure. You know, and, yeah. and the compassion uh, um, that you're talking about, you know, that you said you feel you know, I struggle with that. I want, I feel like I'm, I know I'm very compassionate. However, I also have been uh, reminded many times that my goals and my drive is not something everyone else um, can really understand or truly support. I had someone tell me, um, it was another uh, podcast uh, that I, that I recorded. She, my guest told me, she said, I don't think, she said, sometimes people are not against you. They just don't believe you can achieve what you say you're going to achieve. And it's not necessarily personal. They just have resigned limitations within themselves. And so when they see you with, with, with the amount of focus and drive that you have, they want to pull you down um, because they themselves don't believe that's possible. And that is a, uh, that's a difficult because I want to encourage people. I want to do the exact opposite, you know, for folks who feel like they are, are trying to do something that just is really, really difficult or that they don't understand or having trouble. I mean, I always encourage people to believe in yourself. Do your research, make a plan, try it. You will learn everything you need to know throughout the process. You'll learn if this is for you. You'll learn if, you know, the relationship you have with other people, whether they're friendships or, or, or domestic partners, whatever you want to call it. Um, you'll, you'll know through that process who you need to be around. Uh, so I think that's, I think that's interesting that, that, uh, you're able to exercise your compassion at this level uh, in, in your career, which is which is great. I mean, I can't imagine that uh, your students are not so much better uh, to be under your tutelage. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I am appreciative of this opportunity in this stage of my life to be able to to be able to watch and encourage and mentor and see our students go through you know this maturity uh ride it's amazing you see students come in in the beginning and you can see them mature as they go but of course it's got to be when they're ready to do certain things so everyone's uh path is a little bit different (laughs) you know some are ready to jump on sooner others you know they've got to work out something so um but it's you know when they're ready you know, that's amazing. Uh, for some. So it, it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing to see. It's very rewarding uh, to be a part of it and to see it, uh, to see their growth. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. What would yeah. you 
what 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 is your hmm, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. So for somebody who is at the beginning of their journey, right? They don't maybe just like for me, I just moved to to Fort Wayne or wherever it is you moved to, wherever you just started and they're trying to figure out one if this is their real purpose and how do they find other people that inspire them and and are honest with them and um want to see them do well what are some tips that you would give them just straight out the gate if that was you you know watching somebody hatch and and leave the nest what what would you what would you what would you tell them one i would try and uh they should find a mentor uh, mm. So whether it's a peer mentor, someone that might be a couple years older than that's already experienced what they've experienced. Uh, so sometimes we might put a student with, uh, in touch with another student who had a serious, a similar experience and that could then share that might be more relatable. So sometimes a mentor would be good, whether it's a peer mentor or someone in the industry of what they would like to do. Um, usually in, in the academia setting, we'll, we will uh, put them in touch with a, an advisor or the right advisor uh, based upon what their needs are. Um, I, I mean, I have them talk to a colleague who I thought was a, had similar background, um, oftentimes talking to different people and finding that right person that just happens to kind of resonate with them. Like, oh, I talked to Professor so-and-so and, you know, they really, I could relate to them. They understood my grind. And, and for some students, it's trust. You can talk to you blue in the face. If they don't trust you, they don't hear you. You know what I mean? So it's sometimes you try and establish that trust and let them know that you're listening to them, that you hear what they're going through. And then you could be better. I mean, then once you, you can open up that door, just give me a crack, open up that door and then we can have a better conversation. Right. But it, until they can trust you and feel like they can share with you, it's kind of hard to kind of break down some of those walls. That's, that's number one, trust. Um, in my mind. And then once you do that, then you can kind of go through the past, like, hey, let me hook you up with a, uh, a, or a, a, um, a peer, or let me introduce you to another student uh, that's going through, or uh, what you're going through, or hey, had you considered joining this association, this club that does something uh, that, that's in your field, or what have you, uh, those are the types of things. Hey, would you consider going to this industry meeting? You might meet some folks there, or uh, those are the types of things that I would do or encourage a student to do or anyone to do. Hmm. So you said first, um, you need to find some mentor, somebody who's yes. already, uh, who has an idea of what you're trying to do and um, someone who's already done what it is you're trying to do, whether that is a coaching program or some kind of accountability workshop or a club or some type of networking event, you need to be around people who have already achieved what you're trying to achieve. And that's what will open up the door for your more interests, um, better relationships or possibilities. um, But then also uh, will keep you inspired. That's, that's great. That is great. I hope y'all got that. Find a mentor, find a coach, Find somebody who inspires you and subscribe to the to the content, the community or whatever it is that they're a part of right now. Um, I think that's really dope that you said that. I know myself, I'm looking into some coaching programs and some um, some mentorship um, relationships as we speak. Uh, That's what I want going into 2021. I want to be. Uh, in an, an environment that constantly um, pushes me to excel farther than what might be happening here in Indiana, you know, and that's not a diss on Indiana, but it, nope, it, I get you. it I get everybody you. has a different way of thinking about things. And so you want to be around people that push you. Um, that's and if awesome. You're in an organization too. If you're, if you're in an organization or your company, y'all, uh, uh, another term that uses a sponsor, right? Um, if you've got somebody that will sponsor you, uh, then they kind of have your back. So if, say if mm. you were interested in another type of a job in that organization, right. but if you have someone that'll sponsor you, they'll be able to go and talk to that hiring manager yeah. uh, and say, hey, did you know about Kid? I didn't know about Kidway. Did you know that he was talented and had a podcast and did all that? I didn't know. So if you have a sponsor, a sponsor will do some of that initial introduction for you that you might not have done 
uh, previously. So finding a really good sponsor, someone that could kind of uh, make those uh, those introductions for you is also very, very important. And, it, uh, and would, that be the, would that you be the same as like a, a, a mentor or a coach or a sponsor, something totally different? A, a sponsor is a little bit different only because a sponsor is typically someone at a certain, like if you're at a certain company. Okay. A sponsor is at that company that you're working at. So where they will, it's kind of like a mentor, but I consider a sponsor someone that will uh, uh, make waves for you in that company or right. recommend you in that company. Right. Uh, some might refer to it as a mentorship, but when it's specifically in an organization and they're looking out for you and trying to help pull you up as well, right. I consider them to be more of a, you know, a sponsor. Because uh, typically sponsors have are a little higher up in the organization um, and, can, right. and, and can make those things happen in that way. Right. Right. That's that's awesome. That's a great um, differentiation to to be mm-hmm. aware of. You can have a coach and then you can also have a sponsor for some specific environment you're trying to penetrate. Absolutely. Um, and they'll Absolutely. they'll they'll spearhead that for you if Absolutely. you're vulnerable enough to allow them to help you. Oh, and ready and ready and ready. Got to know your craft. Mm. Got to know your craft. Um, So I'll talk about those when you get to wanting to know what the tips are. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We're getting ready for it too. Um, (laughs) I did want to ask one question before we go into our thought exercise. Everybody listening to this knows I love the thought exercises, but I want to ask one question um, before. How do you know when something or someone, some environment, even if you followed the steps, right? Uh, you got a mentor, you got a coach, you know, or maybe a sponsor, and now you're in that company. How do you know when a relationship or when friendships, specific ones, whichever way, are, are holding you back? How do you, what are the signs for that? You're like, hmm, you may, you, 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 you may need to start to pivot into a, a different more guarded space with these individuals like how do you know before you know all the floor fall, collapses you know what how do you know that how do you what are the tells I, I i mean for me i'm all about positivity so if anything starts to turn or move into like a negative space or if it becomes a drama filled situation i'm not about that at all that's just mm. that's just uh um, it's moving in the wrong direction. So if you can't have a good conversation, the thought is that you can have a conversation. If you're a truly, really good friend, you can have a good conversation, like I said, in those good times and in those challenging times. But if uh, you're at different places in your life, sometimes you're, 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 you, you're in a different space, you know. Uh, sometimes someone may have experienced different, you know, changes in their life and not that you want to abandon anyone when they, that's the last time that would be the, the wrong time to abandon someone. So I wouldn't want to do that at all. But my, my thought is if, if, if you're, if you're moving in a positive direction and unfortunately that person is moving in a, in a negative direction, then it's time to sever those relationships. Or if that relationship has an impact on, on you or if that person's ethical values and integrity changes you know i'm a person of the highest integrity Mm. and Mm. i don't play when it comes to that and it might be from my audit background but if i see you going in direction that it that i feel like you're not above board i disassociate real quick because that's that was my profession it was all about yeah being ethical and so i couldn't have any character that's right and anything compromise that, so that would have to go. You know, if someone had those types of, you know, practices or things like that, I could not in any way be associated with anything like that. That's right. just me. Right, right. So you know, things start to get negative or or yeah. or yeah. argumentative or passively aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> These are these or are the signs. Compromised. Or integrity is compromised. These are the signs. It is time to start to fall back on that relationship, mm-hmm. that friendship, no matter mm-hmm. how long it's been. Um, and I feel like if you have had this friend for a while, you'll be able to address these things prior to like what's going on, like why are you behaving this way, 
And those responses, if they just get more and more defensive, you know, you're like, okay, correct. Correct. you're not going to hear me. I had a whole bunch of those. I've had a few of those situations where I was like, look, we're going in different directions and we're just going to have to agree to disagree. And I wish you all the best. Um, But I'm going to have to, and I have, I have totally disassociated because someone was going down a path that from an integrity perspective was not in my best interest Mm. uh, in their best interest. And I just couldn't associate, I couldn't be associated with that behavior. Wow. Okay. Y'all find your mentor, find your environment, find a sponsor uh, and be ready (laughs) because you never know when your blessing or your opportunity is going to, going to come up. So you got to be about your stuff. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so now we will move into our next uh, segment of the show, which is the thought exercise. And in the thought exercise, you can do whatever you want, and we are here to listen to what you have to tell us. So, Evelyn, take it away. <laughs> well, I'll start with a quote, right? So I'll start with a quote from Oprah. follow your passion it will lead you to your purpose okay so I'll start with that Um, and then uh, I would recommend that you empower yourself Um, so you can do that in several ways Uh, know your craft and uh, do it the best Um, be willing to learn embrace that craft Um, It's a very competitive world. It's a fast, ever-changing world. Uh, And so you've got to, you know, reach out and whether whether it's get a designation, whether it's get a certification, whether it's uh, step up uh, and and, and make sure you got the cred or the credibility for whatever that is, you know, you got to step up. And then, um, so that's all about empowering yourself and knowing your craft and Um, as you are being very uh, competitive in that space. Um, Then I would say self-reflection. That should be a daily thing. Mindfulness, prayer, just to kind of keep you grounded um, and keep you in in confirmation on the direction uh, that you're going um, as you um, determine what your purpose is. And then I would say help empower someone else. So mm. other, others are going to be drawn to you because of your passion. Um, be willing to help. Be willing to share. Again, continue to surround yourself with positive people. Um, practice your craft. So uh, like I said, when it comes to that, knowing your craft is so key to me. I mean, I, I tell people that all the time. You want to do this, then know your stuff. Know your craft. Research it. You know, if you have a viewpoint, let that viewpoint be what you show on social media, what you put out on social media. Um, Again, like I said, establish that credibility, get the training that you need, the education that you need, uh, figure out how you're different. What are those differentiators that you have? Um, Because when you have those resources, then you're more confident. Um, you, You are empowered because you've got all the resources to support you to do that. So that's what I would recommend. Those are just suggestions based upon my years of experience uh, and I'm ever learning. Uh, I'm a lifelong learner as well, so. That's incredible. I, uh, <laughs> that's that's well, Let love. me say this though. I, I do wanna say that I appreciate you, Kibway, and I, I thank you for having me on your Empower You podcast. (laughs) I think the timing is perfect uh, for such a podcast. Um, I believe that a lot of people are struggling today, Um, whether it's It's COVID, whether it's COVID, um, whether it's just all the challenges that are going on in their lives right now, they're struggling with depression or anxiety or mental, mental health issues. But to be able to have a podcast to talk about empowering you and getting you on that path or back on a path or, you know, your wheels are falling off, put your wheels back on. The timing is perfect. So I thank you 
Uh, and I appreciate your vision and for doing this and for inviting me to be on your podcast. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking your time and uh, uh, and, and allowing others to to benefit from your experiences. It's just uh, the third thing in your thought exercise. There's three steps, y'all. One, know your craft. Two, reflect and pray. That is what centers you so that your passion can and your purpose can be in alignment. Um, and then the third is uplifting others. That is so crucial. I don't think we talk enough about taking time to uplift somebody else. You know, I had a, uh, I follow a guy, um, his name's David Shands. He's an entrepreneur. He's really dope. One of the things he wrote, he put on a t-shirt. He said, make a million, save the, save a million, tie the million. And, um, and another friend of mine, who's also an incredible entrepreneur, she said, I want my pockets to bless others. And I believe that that desire to um, reach a point where you can impact other people positively will guide you to that point and will create situations where you can do that. We are so self-absorbed sometimes um, because of things we got going on, right? Coronavirus, political climate, you know, your job, you know, people are struggling. Millions of Americans are out of work. We're in a really, really tough time. And um, it's still important uh, to find somebody, something and uplift those people, because by helping other people, um, not only do you reap what you sow, um, and so that help will come back to you. But then it is also your opportunity while you're here on this planet to bring some good into the world. You have no idea how that can can affect and bless others. And so I'm thankful that you see what I'm trying to do and you want to participate because some folks aren't going to see what I'm trying to do. Some folks are not going to see the vision. Um, my goal is to, is to make sure that with this podcast and anything else that I do, that the end result res- is it results in other people having uh, an advantage that they didn't have before, having some insight that they didn't have before, and being in the room with really great people. When I was in Gary, Indiana, which is where I started, um, which I, where I grew up, uh, that's my hometown, um, I didn't know anybody who was doing what you do at all. At all. I didn't have any mentors. I didn't have any coaches. I didn't have any of those things. Um, Over time, I met different people at different phases in life that God put in my path. And it was really, really a blessing. Um, But for the most part, just like I didn't have access to people like yourself. I didn't have access. And I believe that access and education will completely change your trajectory in your life. And so this is a free uh, platform. All you got to do is tune in and you can be in the room with people who are really uh, maybe 10, 15 steps ahead of you um, in their process. Not because they just landed there, but because they've gone through the same things that you have. I don't know if you guys know anything about Newark, but that's not an easy place to grow up as, as I can um, uh, I definitely, you know, when, when we, t- we had a little pre interview, uh, before this and I didn't realize you were from Newark. I was like, well, okay. that makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and, and you don't, we don't see, you know, especially in, in black communities, there's a certain doctrine that is taught to us. And I believe it is our job, the job of young people, the job of folks who have gone beyond, uh, the limitations that we previously thought were reality for us to leave a ladder um, back to to those who ha- can't see the vision yet. You don't even have to see it. Just follow these steps. All these things will continue to reveal themselves to you. And I, for myself, that is my mission with this with this podcast is to encourage people. And so I'm so glad that you have uh, taken the time to do that. I'm going to do this thought exercise. Um, and do a reflection on it, as I do with all the thought exercises, uh, because it is amazing. Uh, follow your passion. It will lead you to your purpose. That is amazing. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, I better let you go. Uh, we, we are at time. Um, but yeah, just 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 fantastic. I look forward to having you on again. And um, 
yeah, we'll see what all that looks like real soon here. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Empower You Podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you.